Please listen carefully. Cool, cool. Remember that time you got all hot and mighty that you thought you were the only special person that read a hundred books a year? I like when we see the hints of Nat where she admits like how on the inside she really she's is a like that. She's a little hipster on the inside. Okay. The oh, yeah. thing. oh, she's a she's a hard science person, even though she's a soft hard science person. I don't like to read about books in real life. <laughs> I don't like to read about. I don't like watch TV shows. I don't like things that are like contemporary or like normal. <laughs> I'm a special snowflake. You don't read as many books as I do. Um, when I was standing in line at the Pierce Brown signing with my friend Alex, he turns to me. He's like, "We're both really pretentious," and I was like, "I know." Ooh. <laughs> what did you do to make that happen? Um, we were. I don't know what we we're talking about, but then we started to realize that people were listening, and I was like, "Oh my god, we're so fucking pretentious!" Like we're one of those people. Yeah, you are. If you were white, you'd be white yuppies. I can't help who I am. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I'm pretentious, but I have no fucking reason to be. Yeah, because she reads more books than you in a year. Wow! <laughs> Bow to me. <laughs> this bitch. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I would trade in my enjoyable, garbage-loving self for literally nothing. I like that if I want to enjoy myself, it takes me like 20 minutes of something horrible and I can just I wish be I happy. Could, I wish I could enjoy more classier things. Like, I wish I could. Like, I really do want to enjoy them. And I think I could have at some point, And I did for a lot of classics and like a lot of like books that are more literary. I can't do it anymore. And I don't know why. I think English literature classes just broke that out of me. Oh, it killed After my having, soul. Yeah, having to read all that nonsense. Oh. I just, I think you really acknowledge that like, A, you don't realize all this shit sounds exactly the same. Yeah. Literary fiction in particular, which is a genre I do legitimately enjoy. God, those books are so much the fucking same over and over and over again. I Everything think, has a big special meaning where it doesn't need to, and I, I got tired of it. I can't do it anymore. Like, I like the special meanings behind everything, but I like it in odd books. And I think that goes part of, like, my weird eclectic taste thing, because That'd I think... Be special. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but I think it's, I think it's because when I was younger, I didn't like reading anything but normal stuff. Like, I didn't... I refused to touch sci-fi at all refuse i thought it was not I for me i also didn't read that kind of stuff yeah i, I didn't read i barely read any fantasy i like when i found my favorite author it was like how the fuck could i like this it's fantasy is this not this is not supposed to be for me i'm just gonna guess maybe a lot of girls go through because i didn't start reading that I stuff agree. until much later it was yeah. i thought sci-fi was supposed to be for boys and not for I, me at yeah, all i think that's what I happened i refused to touch star trek because my dad loves star trek and i thought it was boring as fuck and i could not watch it could not stand it i loved star wars but i kept that as like a it's the exception to the rules like I'm allowed to enjoy Star Wars I don't know what it was and I did not like any of it and then suddenly I started reading a lot of fantasy and then sci-fi suddenly and then when I started watching Doctor Who I was like yes I I think I can start watching sci-fi shows and I did and like it's it's and you weird. got all that teen sci-fi in your back pocket? Teen the fantasy, hundred. I mean? Yeah, and I didn't read teen books when I was a teenager, which is a little bit weird, too. But I think it's because I didn't have, like, a normal teen category. Like it was, teen, like, young yeah. readers, or teen it was older. category, like, exploded when I was in high school. Exactly, and I think I... You missed the boat. I missed the boat. Twilight, you missed it. Well, I read Twilight uh. when I was in university. Okay, yeah. Okay, and on that note... Hello! I'm, I'm just gonna roll Good into morning. this. Good morning! keep this in. Welcome, everyone... To People this listen in the morning. I mean, at this point, it's going to be morning. 
<laughs> oh, God. Oh, and listen, guys, I'll be honest with you. If you're listening, we've been recording for a while now. We've had some mini-sodes to do. Now we got a full course episode, and I just don't know how we're going to get through this, but we're going to try. We're going to power through. You've heard some of our excellent conversation. Welcome to this episode of Everyone and Your Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. And we're all fucking warmed up for this. We are. Oh, we got our a vocal, lot of feelings. Our vocal cords, they've vibrated, they've rubbed together. I'm sure that's a good thing. I don't really know how that works. They're um, lubricated. They're lubricated. <laughs> lubricated. Do you just, like, swallow a gallon then? Ready. <laughs> Excellent. I apologize. <laughs> I'm disgusting, as we all know. Uh, but we love you for it anyway. Okay, so this episode, I'm so excited for is all about universes. So the rules behind this episode are we need to each pick one universe where there is a book, a movie, and a television show, and we're going to talk about all that rolled up into one. And guys, if you've been listening, you already know what I'm going to pick before we even get into this. I think that was on the, when it was included in my top five things about myself. It was. Yours was, too. Oh, yeah. It 100% was. I'm super stoked for this, too, because even though that's not really what this is about, my favorite thing is always universe and world building. So if you give me something that has fucking books, movies, TV shows, give me a phone app, give me a video game. I agree. Anything. I'm here. The soundtrack, all of it. Oh, I love a good soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah. So good. This is what I am here for. Because I, like... Especially being a fan, you find something you love, you're like, okay, let me immerse myself in this immediately. Yes, exactly. I'll just go right into it then. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Steph? Steph? Shock to no one, I picked Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen and all those universes. Interesting. that Now, Nat, since the worst romance couple ever was Mr. fucking Darcy and Elizabeth. I could not. How do you feel about that? I could not think of Romeo and Juliet at the moment. I do not actually mean... Darcy and what's mm-hmm. her face? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Whatever. She's forgettable. Oh. I, Nat just wants to get like pitchforked. You she see, doesn't like me tonight. I mean, in the books, arguably not the greatest couple. I would argue in the movie, movies, I should say, and TV shows, I did enjoy them a lot more. And I think it's just because the visual of it is better and the actors really fucking help. Yeah. And they're also, hot as fuck. Yeah. And yeah. the way I was introduced to Pride and Prejudice was not through the book, it was through the movie. Mm-hmm. We know exactly. that. So it's all different strokes. Yeah. And as we know, I can't actually speak to the book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jane oh, Austen's a hard read. Jane Austen has come back so many times in our episodes. Yeah. I, I mean, as, as she She's should. a pillar of the literary world. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> You're going to argue that again without any background knowledge? Would you prefer that I argued the opposite without any background knowledge? Listen, no. you got to pick a side, and I picked the right one. Now, Steph, we'll talk about it a little bit. Pride and Prejudice is a novel by Jane Austen. It was published in 1813, and it talks about a family of five sisters, and their basically their main goal is to get married. Because in those times, you a woman was nothing without being married to a man, which is terrible. And yet, there I am, loving this goddamn story so much. So, I first was, I can't remember if I saw the movie first or I was in the Jane Austen class, UFT 2013. I can't remember. I don't, I think I saw the movie first. And then I was like, I'm going to read all of Jane Austen. (laughs) For anyone who has never seen the iconic Pride and Prejudice with (laughs) Kira Knightley and Mr. Darcy is Matthew McFadden. I would say this is the best one. The book is... Okay, it's like a good source material, but like 
it shone, it shined in that beautiful movie. When he's walking across the moors with his beautiful flowing coat and she's walking in the rain towards him in the day in the sunrise <laughs> and then she literally just like holds his hand and is like it's cold out here <laughs> <laughs> and he's like it is <laughs> and literally that's wrong they make out they don't even make out they like so apparently getting the deets there's two endings to this movie oh. really what? yeah so the first ending they don't kiss at all it's just her running out of her father's study being like to like essentially to mr darcy being like he said we can marry <laughs> but, but apparently so then the second ending is them it's nighttime they're literally sitting outside of pemberley estate in the dark she's in like her nightgown nightgown because they just banged and you and they're having a nice picnic his like fucking horseback riding white pants are up his shirt's undone his chest hairs out and then they and then and then she says like i don't like when you call me this name and he's like what what do you want me to call her she's like my my love when you love me so much and then they like get closer together and then they start making out and you're like woo the drama they are having a great marriage with a thousand babies (laughs) okay and that was erotic ending part two so I'm not 100% sure which scene they put in the actual theaters when it came out. But this movie, I as soon as I finished watching it, I put it on again. I'm like, what am I, what's happened to me? Why am I so into this? And this then, is Steph's sexual awakening, apparently. Yeah. I was an old lady at this point. And then I'm like, this is how I jumped into historical romance books. Here I am, better for it. And I love this movie I think so hard. that at night scene was in the theater version. I think I remember that. Because I, 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 I probably watched like a ripped off U-Torrent copy and they didn't have that scene in it. And then I bought the DVD because I was that big of a fan. I bought a fucking oh. DVD in the 21st century. And it was <laughs> this movie. People have done that occasionally. I've done that. Excuse There are several you. DVDs behind you. I hooked up a DVD player to my DVD so I could specifically watch <laughs> this movie in the privacy of my bed. Wow. In my room, just so I'm like, oh, what a great time. In the, in mean, the privacy of her bed, I know, bed, that guys. sounded gross. I, I don't mean it that way. Also, the sisters in this movie are, like, Jenna Malone, Rosamund Pike. Who else is there? Uh, fucking... We just, I just talked about her. She's married to a Mumford & Sons guy. Oh, Carrie Mulligan? Carrie Mulligan is in this. Um, Tallulah Riley, Donald Sutherland. Like, the cast is the best. So what about the show? So the show, that had Colin Firth in it. And, like, I watched, I did watch it, but I can't tell you anything about it. Like, I don't think it was good. I clearly did not care for it. There's the one, there's the one scene where he's, like, jumps into a pool and he, like, swims up Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. of the pond. You are incorrect. The TV show was good. I I, I quite enjoyed the miniseries. (laughs) You know what? The the one thing I can take from that series is that the sister, Jane Bennett, the one that's supposed to be beautiful, had the creepiest face. (laughs) (laughs) You know how beauty was described in, like, the 1800s? That was her face. And I'm just like, I don't agree (laughs) that she's the prettiest sister. I just don't understand. They had a different standard of beauty, okay? Uh, they 100% did, and I'm like, they picked, they correctly cast it, but your face is so unappealing to me that I can't watch this. Amazing. I, I apologize wow. to you, actress. You're probably very talented. But wow. you took me out of that, and I would just be like staring at you and be like, what's happening here? Why do you look this way? I'm sorry. Well, I have to say, I disagree with the categorization of this miniseries, but I enjoyed that 
whole thing. I'm sorry. I don't know who she is. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Colin Firth could save a lot of things. Yeah. Like, even if it was bad, Colin Firth like, is it a saving was good. grace. Like, Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy and then Darcy perfect. and Bridget Jones' diary. Exactly. Oh my god. It's yeah. fucking perfect. brilliant. And can I just say, that was my sexual awakening. <laughs> How old were you? I don't know. Okay. I don't find him that Hugh Grant was perfect for the other guy, too. That whole thing really worked oh, out yeah. really well. Yeah. That was good. The thing about, like, so, like, visually, so when you're reading the book, the clothes, in my mind, don't stick out to me, but then seeing them there, the dresses are fine, but the guy's pants, I just, like, you, you don't there's realize a lot what they look happening, like? the socks are too high, the, like, junk's just going all over the place. Yeah. I like a, I like a good pair of high socks. Ugh, it just kills my lady boner. I mean, I'm definitely (laughs) more here for, like, a solid pair of jeans, like a nice tight shirt, but I could live with a little fancy jacket. It really depends on where the leggings go. You know, how tight they are. It's like a capri pant. It is not cute. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a capri pant. (laughs) There's also, so, like... Have Have you ever watched Austin Land? Okay, oh, I was yeah. like, I think you'd really like it. There's also a TV show on Netflix called Pride and Prejudice. No, Death at Pemberley. So there's oh, like yeah, 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 based yeah, on yeah. the book. Yeah. I'm like afraid to go and watch that. I've also never seen Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which I've tried. I've watched it and read it, and I actually enjoyed Pride and Prejudice and Zombies more than the original book. Like the book you enjoyed more? Ooh, yeah, like see? I liked. I think oh. it's because there's more of like a life and death thing. So I'm yeah. like, this makes more sense why you would do this. Listen, because I have not read the first book, I'm never going to say controversial statements like that. So I think I've made the right choice. Well, there. <laughs> also, I listen to the Pride and Prejudice soundtrack when I need to do work and I need to get in the zone and I can't have any words. I pump that through my speakers into my ears and I get shit done. I like that the soft 1800s, like, flute music <laughs> is your, I like, fuck it. yeah, pick, jam, pick buddy. It, pick it out. I'm like, that's from Pride <laughs> I, Okay, so I have a weird thing about my concentration music. It tends to be, this is going to sound really weird because I've seen this movie, like, once. The soundtrack to Gangs of New York, and I do not know why, it's that fucking flute song that gets yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> ooh. Any song that lays down a good flute, a good violin, or cello. You're just like, yeah, exactly. Yes, I'm going to get this work done. (laughs) But, so that has been my pick, Pride and Prejudice. Would you give the whole universe a rating? I just give it 8 out of 10. I, wait, this just is one of your favorite things and you give it an 8 out of 10? Plain Jane, Nothing perfect. Is, is the show pulling down the movie ranking? Mm, the book's pulling it down from here. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Just like it's a little hard to read now, days. Yeah. Guys, quick moment. Shout out to Stephanie for following the rules, picking a universe that had a book, movie, and the only one I could Here's some, here's some clapping for you. Thank you. Thank you. You did it! I'm so proud. I'd like to thank not you two. <laughs> wow, we've been nothing but supportive. <laughs> I have not. Uh, okay. Tasha... What what universe? What's your what secret pick? By that the you way, won't tell this us? bitch is so fucking into this. She's been like, "I've got a special secret. It's so exciting." I hope that we have no reaction. I you we probably, don't even know what it is. You yeah. probably won't have any reaction because I'm excited about it because this is actually. I had to rack my brain because I couldn't think of what universe I actually really like across the board. It's hard. You don't have to like it across the board. I you just agree. have to have all three things. I agree. Like the books are kind of meh for me, but like. It, I needed something that I was really passionate about and I actually mm. couldn't think of anything and then I just happened to fucking Google the right thing and it popped up and I was like, of course it's this universe. Why wouldn't it be? And it's Hannibal. <laughs> of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it's like my favorite thing because... T 
TV show, Obsessed, and the movies, I'd been watching them since I was quite young. Like, way too young to be watching these movies. So, if you don't know, the books are by Thomas Harris. Uh, In the books, there's only four of them. There's Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, and Hannibal Rising. I didn't know there was more than one. So, Red Dragon is... The first book, and it does focus on Hannibal and his interaction with an FBI profile named Will Graham. Fuck yeah, it does. Yeah, who is, can I just say, the best pairing, and I will get into that. <laughs> oh my god. So we're going to find out. We're going to have like some psychological issues to deep down, dude. I got some questions with people who are like, this is a good romantic pairing. This is, oh, But I'd like is. to talk about it specifically in the realm of the television show, because that's how I know it. But I am into this it's guy, because beautiful. Hugh Dancy played him. Hugh Dancy is the best. Yes, he is. Okay, so Silence of the Lambs is with Clarice Starling. Sterling? Sterling. Sterling. Hello, Clarice. Hello, Clarice. Um, and Hannibal, and that's their story, and Hannibal, just Hannibal, the title is the book, Hannibal, is about them as well, and Hannibal Rising is a prequel. So I probably won't go into Hannibal Rising because I did not enjoy it. It is quite interesting if you want to know more of his background when he was younger, but who cares? So I'm going to go into the movies a little bit because I think it's hilarious. When I went looking up the movies, I thought it was just Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon, and Hannibal Rising. That's it. There's actually one that's previous to all of those. If you don't know, and I have watched this a long time ago, it's called Manhunter. Came out in 1986, so four or five years before Silence of the Lambs. It's based on Red Dragon, which is crazy because they reshot that one as well. And the hilarious part about it is it's Brian Cox as Hannibal and William Peterson, if you don't know, who is Gil Grissom in CSI as Will Graham. So fucking Gil Grissom is marching around like fucking Will Graham. And you're like, hell no. Will Graham is Hugh Dancy and no one else. And I'd watch this movie. I actually hilariously did not know it was based on these. Like, that's how different it was. Is the guy not named Hannibal? He is. He's Hannibal Lecter. But it's Hannibal Lecter with a K. <laughs> it's so, they not get the rights or something? It's so weird. I don't know. Like, it's really also, bizarre. Was that enough for you to not make the connection? You're like, oh, it's spelled well, differently. It's clearly different. I had watched it so long ago, I didn't realize. And then I watched Silence of the Lambs, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is fucked up. I love this. Um, and, of course, Silence of the Lambs is with Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. Classic. Yeah. Has, the uh, has the best best line in it, which is, uh, oh, shoot. Can I remember it? Can I say it? Oh my god, I wonder if I wrote it down. Oh yeah, I ate his liver with fava with some fava beans and And a nice nice Chianti. Which is actually, if you don't know the background of it, the meds that he's on when he's in like the psych ward or whatever, in the jailing psych ward, I guess, whatever he is, um, the three things that you can't have with those meds are beans, liver, and wine. So it's such a fucking... Guys, because he's a rebel cannibal. He is a rebel cannibal. And also because he's a clinical psychologist, he knows. So he's making this joke and literally no audience member knows. (laughs) But it's the best line. It's so good. And of course, the best sound. Uh, (laughs) So even now, so creepy. So creepy. My brother used to do that to me. He would go... Hello, Clarice. And then he used to say, you're looking mighty plump this evening. I don't even remember if that's a line. <laughs> but he used to say that. And he did the whole thing. But he said it like it was a line. And in my head, that's always been a line from the movie. Yeah. But it is the creepiest thing ever. It is so creepy. And every time... And Anthony Hopkins, perfect. Perfect for mm-hmm. this role. I can't watch him in anything else without thinking of Without thinking... Like, yeah, no. When he's like Odin, you're like, what the, who the fuck are you? You're cannibal. Yeah. 
cannibal, Hannibal. Cannibal. You're cannibal. Oh my god, are you just making that connection for the first time? No. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But, so he's... Guys, we're looking for a ha- an axe murderer. What do you think, hacks murderer? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, even to this day, so bothered. So bothered. <laughs> so, Anthony Hopkins, great. Jodie Foster, great. I watched Hannibal. Did not like it as much because, I mean, I like Julianne more. I thought it was weird with the romance in there. Like, they tried to make it oh, romantic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This no, is not- because you think that he should be boning Will Graham, apparently. Okay, listen. <laughs> the TV show is another story altogether, which I am now actually going to go into. Oh, can't wait. Because the TV show is all I fucking care about. And I didn't realize it was all I fucking cared about until I went back and rewatched the movies. And I was like... I mean, I love these actors. It's star-studded cast. But this fucking TV show, Hugh Dancy as Will Graham, oh, oh, it's so painful to watch him. But, like, mm-hmm. I, the whole time, my heart is, like, bleeding. I got a like, cue. Was he always socially awkward in the books, too? Like, he's, like... So, he's not technically supposed to be... So, oh, okay. He's, he's an FBI profiler. The way that they changed oh, it, they changed okay. it quite a bit for the show. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And he is, in the TV show, an FBI profiler, but he's got a lot of psychological issues, yes. which is linked with how he perceives or profiles these criminals. It's a little bit ridiculous. It's, it's a little yeah. bit... It's kind of... Um, you know, with Mindhunter, where you start to suspect that the main guy yeah. is a little bit To get psychotic. into their mind, you have to have, have a to... mind like them. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. But in his, you know that he's really broken. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, it's might not be more about... I think the show, if you really watch it carefully, isn't really about him being worried about becoming them. It's more about... Hannibal, his journey. <laughs> it's a, more about Hannibal destroying him and making him think that's what he is. And that's exactly what Hannibal does to every single one of his patients. And that's why this show is so beautiful. Because, A, it's beautifully shot by Brian Fuller. Mm-hmm. Wonderfully done. It's gorgeous. If you know Brian Fuller, he's done Pushing Daisies, Wonderfalls. Oh, he's done Which, by the American way, Pushing Gods. Daisies and then this. Like, talk about range. Dead Like Me. And, but, like, you recognize it's him. Because his the way he is yeah. is he's very artistic. And he has this kind of wry humor that you recognize. Yeah. But in... Hannibal, he had full fucking reign. They let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. And so he expanded on it, which is why I think it was much of a slow burn for a lot of people because he was super artistic about it. He took his time. Like, you could spend five minutes just looking at a particle of dust and fucking Hannibal talking. I can talking. still picture scene. Like, I didn't watch the full season, yeah. but I can still picture stuff in my brain. There's one that I'll never be able to forget, and I think it's in the first or second episode. Um, there's a... They go to, like, a grave site in, like, a forest or something like that, and they see a bunch of mushrooms. Oh, my God, yeah. And it God, turns yes. out that the mushrooms yes. are growing on living people. Oh, yeah. Yes. And it was the grossest beautiful. thing I've ever seen in my life. Gross, but beautiful. There's that scene that I can... Oh, it's stuck in my mind where they look down a silo and yeah. and it's just a bunch of people's bodies different different skin tones but made in a way where it blends really nicely into an eye so yeah. these naked people Ugh. glued to each other yeah and like sewn together and there's one person that's still alive and you see them peeling themselves oh yes, yes, yes. away from the other person and their skin is ripping as they're pulling themselves out and when you look through the top of the silo, you just see how they're all shaped into like a fucking giant human size or human made art attack. Literally, like uh, art attack. What fucking kills me is like, for this show, all the crazy psychological stuff, super into it, thought it was really good. No problems with the like fancy food and all the allusions to cannibalism. Mm-hmm. No, that, I get it. It's good. I love all of it. But I have a like a real thing about like body horror. 
And I was so just gonna say I, that I can the beautiful throat slitting. Yeah, sex. it's that's what I loved about it. like even when they have like the Wendigo. Like this is these are major spoilers, but it's been yeah. out for a while, so fuck off. Uh, <laughs> but also like calm down. <laughs> but like like even like the Wendigo starting to form out from a body. Like even like it was disgusting, and you're like finding it painful. But it wasn't body horror in a way where I was like, oh, this is like hostile. The movie where I do not want to watch this. Yeah, no, no. it was. You were sickly fascinated. It reminds me, if you've ever watched, I think it's called Hunger. It's the Michael Fassbender movie where he has to get, like, super, super skinny. And I always have a struggle with that, like, CGI version. It's that kind of unsettling. It's like, you know things shouldn't look like that. And that's where it comes from. And I think it's really well done. It's just personally, I get, like, I have a really hard time watching that show. Yeah, and I could see how people would have a hard time. I really, obviously, enjoyed it. Yeah. It's right my kind. Of, it's right up my alley for the kind of weird I like. I like it's like normal. It's like when it's not like contemporary. It's not normal. like so when True Detective came out, I got annoyed because I felt like they were trying to copy it a little bit. I would disagree completely. No, in the beginning they tried to do a body horror thing, and I was like, no, you can't do it the way Brian Fuller fucking does it. Like I was really obnoxious about. it. I was like, I refuse to watch this shit. Wow. Anyways, really great. Um, and there's like little little tidbits that you really get to notice about what Brian Fuller does. So if you look at the actual episode title, so every episode mm-hmm. Hannibal does make a meal. It doesn't have to be related to the episode titles, but the episode titles are different meals, which is also really hilarious in itself and disgusting in itself. But each season is also a different theme. First season is, season yeah. is French foods. Second season is Japanese foods. And third season is Italian. Now, if you don't think that's actually related to Hannibal's background, you would be wrong. Because if you've read the books, you would know that it's right. Exactly. So he actually, after leaving Liechtenstein or whatever during like Hitler's Germany, he moved to France with his aunt. Yep. French foods right there. Japanese foods. His aunt that adopted him in France, Japanese. And Italian, if you've read Hannibal, that's where he ends up in Italy and that's where he escapes to. So it is all related to him. It's really cleverly done. And there has been, and this is so much hope, talk about a fourth season. It's been talked about quite a bit, but I think because Brian Fuller's pulling away from American Gods a little bit, last year they've been talking about later into 2017, how it is still definitely an option as long as they have the rights to it, which apparently they still do. Because it's owned by, like, some woman, whoever, produced, like, the movies as well. And so she, as long as she says it's good to go, they can still do a fourth season. And the actors are willing to come back, which is what I love. This is my one true pairing. Because there is nothing more that I love than Hannibal and Will Graham as a pairing. Because it is well fucking done. It is so broken, so fucked up. And on top of that, some of the strongest characters. So unhealthy. Why can't Will Graham just be happy? I mean, it why is, can't he just be on a road to emotional stability? It is why do you need super this for him? unhealthy? But it is so fascinating. Like the way Hannibal breaks people, it is. And you know what I love? Gillian Anderson plays his psychiatrist, and in it, she's like the spitting image of she's Clarice. Perfect. She's perfect. Yeah, she's almost like Clarice, and yet he ignores her, and is like more into like he's more worried about Will Graham. Will Graham finds him, and it is fucked up. That's for know- the fans, by the way. It is so good. It was so beautiful. It was so well done. I loved it. I don't know that I personally think a, a season four is necessary, though. I, How does it end? Because I never finished watching it's it. mildly open-ended, okay. but not aggressively open-ended. It's Yeah, like, they definitely left room for you to expand on it. I think, I think, like, I know it's a fucked up pairing, 
but it is a hundred times is better there any, than the like, Clarice pairing. No, I agree. I personally, I think that there should be no pairings. Like, I don't no, think no. that Clarice is better. That one always was super, super forced. It was, yeah. When you watch the show, the Will Grant, I get 100% what they're going yeah. for. It totally makes sense. His concept of romantic love is totally fucked up. Like, it all makes sense. It's in, in the Just, first But, ep- like, let him be happy with his fucking dogs. Sorry. You know, but isn't the first... <laughs> I love the dogs. In the first episode, it's, like, hinted at a woman that, he, like, she could potentially, like, have a romantic interest in it, and they kill her off immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That, much. Did that happen? I'm like, that's how... And that's how I know. I'm like... No romance in this. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely like no like and they and they kinda yeah. pose it more as friendship until the very last season where they go more into it. Because of the fans. Because of the fans, because the fans want it. They yeah. Like each other. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would have been all into that. Could you imagine how beautiful if that they did it? Okay. You know what? Lit. I'm sorry. Controversial opinion. I'm just going out this. You can at me at Eats Cast, or you can at me at my personal account, Wonder Mendez. Mads Milkinson is not an attractive person. Oh, 100% oh. no. No, he is so attractive. He is not attractive. That he Danish babe. Is not attractive. <laughs> Hugh Dancy, super attractive. Oh my God, yes. But let's not pretend like that Mm-mm. fucking Benedict Cumberbatch style face Ooh, is anything in comparison to Will Graham's face. Do not insult No, I'm my sorry. Man. They have the same problems with their facial features. Okay? No, he is much well proportioned. Yeah. No, no. He, have you seen he him in weird. his leather image? Why, why is his nose like that? Mm-mm, I don't like it. Have you seen him in the leather image? Probably. Oh, he's done some sexy poses. But also, I don't. he can do all the sexy poses he wants. He's still an old dad. What? Yeah, he's he looks, got an ageless face. No, 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 no. He looks like you know when you get like a fancy like uncle that like never marries, you know, never no. with anyone. He's got uh-huh. yeah, so, no, no. He's very creepy. Yeah, I mean he's definitely creepy as Hannibal. He's, he's a, actually you know like in real life he's a nice person, but he's not an attractive person. And we need to stop pretending that he is. We need to stop pretending mm-hmm. people like him ben, and Ben are good looking people. Beautiful. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Disagree. I Come at me. Like I will stand by this opinion. Mm. I believe it. Correct. That thin little hair, please. Okay, okay. It's for the show. His real hair is also not good. He's got thicker hair. It's not right. It's fine. Show's good. I though I the only thing I disagree with is while I love the show and I love that Gina Torres is in it, quite frankly, I would probably watch the movie over the show. Because I really, really love Silence of the Limbs. I really love Silence of the Lambs. It was probably one of the first movies I ever remember watching, actually. Um, but the TV show just fucking did it for me. There's something beautiful about it that I I can watch again. You're going to end and up again. in a real fucked up relationship, I think. It's <laughs> beautiful. Who said I wanted a relationship? I, you never, I, and the um, thing, neither did Will Graham, but that didn't stop killer. anyone. But here's did the it. thing. The difference with the TV show is that you know it's fucked up the whole time, but you're in, not into it. No, like in Hannibal, it. it was a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not that you want it for yourself. It's something that you like to explore because he does fuck up his patients. Like, look at what he did to... Um, Mason Verger's yeah, sister yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, she's fucked up, too. Which I've heard rumors, if you're interested in the fourth season, she's going to be this fucking boss-ass lesbian leader of the Verger meat industries where she actually turns everything vegan. <laughs> Which I am super excited for. It's supposed to be, like, really political and that sort of this thing. This is one of those things. If the fourth season comes out, I'm going to watch it. I just, I stand by. I think that the show had a nice, good ending. Why did it end? And I, I don't think it should go further than that. Just, like, they not just, enough they, rating? They canceled it. Yeah, they just canceled it. And I think, go ahead. And I think um, it was losing viewership because it was a lot of a like a slower burn than people are used to. For the average person, it's a bit much, and very, very honestly, it shouldn't have had so many episodes per season because of that. If they, if you could have had it on Netflix and binge the whole thing, I 
think it would have been different. I think if they pick it up again, it's going to end up on Netflix. It's yeah. a, it's a sure. Netflix show for sure. And the you want to just take 12 hours of your life, be unsettled, and I then go Hunter. on Mindhunter is very slow. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people would say no to Brian Fuller because, yeah. look, he's done all he's of the best. Star Trek. Basically. You know what? You want to, you know what? This is the thing. You want to bring back a Brian Fuller show? Bring back the show that didn't get a fucking ending. Pushy Where's my Pushing Daisies? I love that show so Pushing much. Pushing was amazing. So many so loose ends, so many things not addressed. No and sense in Hannibal. Let's let's also talk about how he brings some of his supernatural from Dead Like Me and Pushing Daisies into fucking Hannibal because yeah, he's got a lot of people. The Fullerdom, the Fullerverse, as everyone knows, Ugh, all, already hitting this. All related, all fucking related, and I feel it is true. I don't want to live in a world where Hannibal is in the same universe as Pushing Daisies. I enjoy I Hannibal. Like I love it. Keep it I separate. It. Keep it separate. But, the Whedon oh, ones. I want to watch Pushing Daisies over again. Yeah, me too. But if you I'm, guys have not seen Dead Like Me as well, watch it. It is so fucking funny. I love Dead Like Me, but I have, like, things against Mandy Patinkin now because of the, his life. I know. Yeah. But, like, the okay, show is so rating, good. rate the whole universe, oh, right. though. The whole universe. I'm rating it. This is going to be really controversial. <laughs> 13 skinned women out of 10 pig-eaten faces. Lovely. You're welcome. I don't like anything. I don't like the fact that it's 130%. Uh, I don't like the fact that even though you dislike certain things, it somehow has more than 100 with that. I do not like the violence against women imagery. Mm-mm, I don't like any of this for you, quite frankly. I think mm-hmm. this was a mistake. <laughs> it's my life choice. And now it's and your gonna... choice, Christina. Yeah, that's Oh, true. guys, <laughs> I wonder what I'm going to pick. Does anyone want to, like, take a stab in the I, dark about I, what I might I pick? have no fucking clue. I'm in the dark about this. Cool, cool. So <laughs> Fighting there's, demons there's a little in bit. the dark? Oh, yeah. In the nighttime? Yeah. In so the might... shadows? <laughs> Maybe do you, hunting? Do you hunt them? Maybe hunting? In the shadows? I don't know. Is there <laughs> a city, perhaps, made of bones? <laughs> oh, are they some kind of instruments that have a set lifespan? Are they Are they mortal? Were they, was it all based off Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> was it Is was it fucking Ginny? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so straight up, if you couldn't have guessed, I pick the Shadow Hunters universe, and I'd like to say I'm calling it the Shadow Hunters universe and not the City of Bones Mortal Instruments universe for a fucking reason. Bros. I will agree. We have talked about this in the past. I can't even remember anymore what made it the podcast and what hasn't. But I'm picking this because there's a book, there's a movie, there's a TV show, and somehow all of those things were made within the span of like ten years from each other. Literally ten years. Pride and Prejudice. That book was written a billion years ago. Hannibal came out in the fucking 80s this shit no boom 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 make a book make a movie didn't work make a tv show one right after the other that's what i'm talking about like it it has made so much money and they keep trying and it still fails and it's just like it's a conundrum hold on i cannot wait till we get to the movie because i have so we have so let's not let's not say it's still failing okay because we have some show opinions to get to but let's go through this (laughs) let's do the rundown we're gonna start with the books because i have some opinions on Cassandra Clare, who I have heard that in real life is a lovely person, whatever. Let me tell you about this bitch. She wrote these books about a main character named Clary Frey, who has lived her entire life like a normal little girl, and then because it's a teen fantasy novel, of course, what bitch the turns first, a- I would say that exploded that in was, this way. That exploded. Yes, that exploded. I, yeah. I agree. When you said one of the first, I was like, No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> that exploded in this particular way. No, absolutely. You're right. It, this was pre-Twilight too, right? Yeah. 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 So, or they came out at the same time. It I was like maybe the same similar. year. Yeah. Very possible. 
So Clary Fay has been living her life, and because it's a it's a fantasy book, she turns eighteen and she discovers, oh my god, and she turns sixteen. Is she sixteen in the book? She's eighteen in the show. See, this is already why I like the the show better. I don't care about sixteen year olds. Be a legal adult so that when you sleep with someone, it's not weird. I do remember thinking it was weird that she was at a club at sixteen. That let them in. Yeah, and it was her birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, okay, you go. See, this is nonsense. Anyway, <laughs> she's 18. She discovers through a series of events, she's got some special fucking powers. And oh my God, it turns out there are fucking angels. And there are these people called shadow hunters who have angel blood, who fight demons in the fucking nighttime. And it turns out, guys, guess what? She's a fucking shadow hunter. I don't know if you saw <gasps> that coming. Oh my God. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would have never guessed. Yep. Through a series of events, she discovers that her mother was uh, a shadow hunter and there's like a whole bunch of shit there. She obviously meets a guy. His name is Jace. No one cares. Whatever. Draco. (laughs) Draco Malfoy. Yes, we get it. Um, Although there's another, whatever, there's another character who's a little bit more Draco than him, but fine. Um, so she meets him, she discovers that there's, like, a whole underground organization, so shadow hunters are not just, like, people running around in the nighttime, they have, like, full, massive organizations of people Institutes, who are fighting demons. In the shadows. Institutes in the shadows, where they, um, they train shadow hunters and they do all of this demon fighting. Mondays. And it literally, Mundanes. nothing else matters, everything else is the same. She's got a best friend, obviously, his name is Simon, he's a nerd, he's in love with her, nobody cares. Uh, Jace <laughs> is adopted and he's got a brother and sister, Alec and, um, Isabel. Izzy. Thank you. Listen, I'm We're, all on We're like, I Isabel. got there. <laughs> Alec and Izzy, there is the most important character. He is a wizard. His name is Magnus. Oh, he is the We'll most get important. to why he's even more important when you remove yourself from the fucking books. That's the overall plot of the universe. Those are the characters that matters. Let me say something about the books. They're fucking boring. They're boring as shit. They're weird. She's got like an incest kink that is very obvious. At one point, Clary and Jace are worried that they're related, but I think they might bone anyway. Like they for sure make up. They, this is the this introduced me to the hate read. I had to read all three <laughs> of those to be like, they're not related, are they? So the one great thing about Haskell Claire that I like and hate at the same time is that she's huge into the fan fiction universe, as we know. Yeah, no, because which is this why all started that way. the incest thing is a huge play because that is very popular in fan fiction. And also, she was probably super into it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Incest does happen in this book, but she's not. There's the thing: the lady I don't dislike. She's not like wrong about everything. She's mm-hmm. just kind of like annoying. We'll get to more. The TV shows that matters here. I'm just trying to get to the TV show <laughs> in all of this process. Here, but the, like she'll talk about important topics. I feel like. I feel like uh, Alec was the first like gay teen had a f- not not See, not the first gay teen, but he was the first that I read showed up. He was gay, and that was it. Like it See, wasn't a big deal that he was gay. Except it was a big deal that he was gay. No, but it, I, don't, I found that it he wasn't. had to have his whole like kid that weird like force coming out in yeah, the book. Yeah, he was very at the party. And but I think it was a huge sign of the times as well. Yeah, no, but also you grew like when you spend time in the fan universe for that to be a book. And my issue was that. If you look at it now, that couple, that romance, it's blowing up so crazy because of the TV show specifically. And she's really riding that on how important it was and having those characters. And that matters. It's good that she did mm-hmm. that. But when you go back and read the books, they're barely characters. Yeah, they're... Alec is a non-nothing character. I didn't even... 
like the n- memories I have of reading that book and making note of Alec. Are you are talking so about minimal. the first three books? We're talking about the first three books. Okay. I didn't. I only read the. To be fair, in the, in the, the, in the later books. ones, he's still not that much of yeah. a character, though. Magnus and now, is. now he's yeah. going to start coming out more. But he's coming out more because of this new version of Alec, which we'll talk about. This new version, who I love. But oh, I just want to say also that. Um, so I was reading Twilight first, and then I go to this. Twilight had zero uh, like gay characters, and then oh. it was this, and I was like, oh. Huh. No, to yeah. fair, that's way better. Yeah. Magnus's bisexuality, like, a lot of that is really, really cool. It's good that it exists, but I don't think that you also get, like, a clap on the back for kind of doing the bare minimum kind of idea. That's, that's fair. Or, mm-hmm. for personally, like, now in this stage of riding that wave and acting like this is what you were doing from the beginning mm-hmm. when, real talk, a show made it better. So you go from the books. The books are kind of boring. There's no reason to read these books. There's, like, six of them. She's writing more. No one cares. Doesn't matter. Boom. Years later, fucking movie. I mean, this movie is so bad. First of all, at least the TV show had the place of mind to change the name. The movie felt that what they should call this was literally the Mortal Instruments colon City of Bones. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Right off the bat, the casting of this movie. What is it? What is Lily Collins. Um, that guy. That the guy a, from Misfits. In Camelot. He actually plays Grindelwald in the earlier Harry Potter. Oh, does he, he does. really? Yeah, yeah he, does. he does. Which, like, fair casting for a young man. <laughs> for a young the man. The only... Okay, so, like, Lena Headey was a solid choice. She's a great actress. Yeah. And obviously, I love the guy from Misfits. Um, he was a good Simon. Nathan. And it's nothing no. against... So, this guy named Godfrey, I think. Let me just confirm here. Yeah, Godfrey Gallup. The guy that played Magnus. He was fine, but uh, even in the movie, Magnus and Alex are non-characters. Yeah, and like the and movie, I, it's even like whatever you could get away from in a book, you could definitely get away from less in a movie. And the movie was just fucking shit. And did did Jace, Jace not look more and more like a skeleton as you got? He's so listen. He I'm not even skinnier, a big, I'm not a huge skinnier. fan of Dominic Sherwood. He's so much more attractive than this guy. Yes, like he's got meat on him. Was that part of the, like, thing he was getting sicker and sicker? Like, I'm thinking of confusing things. Yeah. No, he was not supposed to be looking sicker. He was not cute. And he had, he, like, long scraggly And the thing hair. is, he's looked okay in other things before. Yeah. In this movie, he was fucked up. This just, it just bothers me. So, I remember watching the trailer for this fucking movie and being like, why does this look so familiar? Because I'd forgotten that I had even read this goddamn book in the first <laughs> place. So I read it in high school. The movie came out much later. And someone was like, oh, I really want to go see this movie. A friend of mine... And I, I, we either we both went to see it, one of us, and I can't remember what happened, but we went to go watch this movie, and I just remember being, like, so offended. Like, what a waste of my time. Vampire Suck is way better than this, because at least it was enjoyable. I had a good time while I was watching it. Not Vampire Suck. Vampire Academy. Oh, oh Vampire yes. Academy was an enjoyable was. time. This was just boring and shitty and stupid, and every, nobody mattered. Like, there is, like, solid actors in this movie, but it wasn't good. Yeah. But it's not surprising because it's being based off something that's not really that interesting. So I'm not surprised. So then years later, roll down. And now, let's, guys, let's talk about what really matters here. <laughs> let's talk about the TV show that had the sense of mind to change the fucking name to something actually manageable and called a little something named Shadowhunters. Also shot in Toronto. Yeah. I know. I am constantly trying to be at those locations. It's fine. Um, the Shadowhunters TV show is fucking amazing. I remember watching, so it came out, I think the friend that I had watched the movie with, we were like, we couldn't pick what to watch on Netflix, and do you ever get so annoyed when someone can't make a decision that you just make it, whether you agree with it or not? 
You're yeah. just like, I don't care. I don't even want to eat here, but let's eat here because this needs to happen. That was me with Shadowhunters. I went, you won't make a decision on what to watch? We're watching the first thing that I land on. And I landed on Shadowhunters. And I started a journey in my life, okay? Mm-hmm. The first episode goes by. I don't even, I did barely remembered it. I was like, okay, whatever. We've kept, we've, we've been watching it. We've kept going. For some reason, you get to like the fourth episode. You know the characters a little bit more. We've gotten past, past the absurd plot point of like discovering you're the special girl. I just found myself going from like a show I had been playing on my phone, doing work well. I was suddenly into it. I was like, I had put everything down. I was watching intentively. I was like, I'm, I, I like this show. I am. I like this fucking like it, it just sucked you in for no reason. I would like to say right now, definitively, it's not that good still. Mm-mm. But you get in. You get pulled in like a fucking bitch. It's got that Teen Wolf, Riverdale-style nonsense going mm-hmm. on. And I think it's because the way the characters are portrayed in the TV show are a billion times better than the way they're portrayed in the book and the movie. The characters matter more. I care way less about Clary and Jace than I do about Izzy, than I do about Alex and Magnus. Even then his fu- his fucking mother, the way they do it in the show, I am suddenly so interested in this woman. Wow. And I want to know so wow. much more about her. And through season one, they like go through some shit because, oh, there's just so much. The characters are so much more interesting. They also did such a boss thing and did kind of like blind casting. So, mm-hmm. like, oh. Jace, Soup Clary, Super White, the family. But Luke Garraway is black. He's played by the guy oh, from yeah. the Old Spice commercials, of all things. Love him. Isaac Washington. Mm-hmm. Isaac, no, Isaac Washington or Isaac Mustafa? Mustafa. Mustafa. Isaac Washington is the guy from, like, Grey's Anatomy or something. Oh, yeah. Um, so they hire, he's black. He's so great. He's so funny. He's perfect as, like, this dad protector werewolf he is guy. hot as fuck. Yes, he is. Um, then you go in and you've got the Lightwoods and you've got Jace who's adopted who's super white and you've got the dad and Alec who are that kind of like Italian, Portuguese, white, you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, maybe you could be something else, but you're pretty white. And then Izzy and, um, her mother and they're both Latina actresses. And that's just something that exists in the movie. It's never talked about. They have accents. They occasionally use Spanish words to each other. But there's no acknowledgement outside of that. It's just that's what's happening here. And it's so fucking good because of that. Like, it makes... It has such an interesting thing. In the books, Izzy and Clary have, like, nonsense... Not, like, competitions, but Clary at one point, and I remember this bothering me no end, starts bashing Izzy and, like, doesn't oh, yeah, like her. That. And she, like... Compl- because, she like, Izzy... She's tall and clothes. Yeah, because she always that? wore high heels and she dressed sexy. And, like, she... She's tall. And Clary's... Yeah, I was just like, shut up, plain Jane. Yeah, she just has like this whole thing is. But in the show, they're friends. They're sisters. Izzy takes her under her wing like, you're my new best friend. There are no fucking other girls at the stupid fucking institute. You come here, me and you, we're buddies now. And it's like a solid female supporting female relationship. And I am so into it. And then you get to the most important part. And I think we all know where we're going. I'm talking about Alec and Magnus, okay? (laughs) First of all, Magnus is played by Harry Shum Jr., who is, you'll remember him from Glee. He is the Lost one him. Asian guy, and he is a dancer. He can fucking and dance his, his ass off. His little body moves like fucking magic, so this was perfect. <laughs> and he plays Magnus, and his stupid little wizard mannerisms, I am hypnotized every time. I'm like, oh, move your hands, jingle your rings. He is constantly wearing boss as fuck outfits. He's got layers of jewelry on. Mm. He wears eyeliner, but he's still got a little bit goatee. He looks boss as fuck. This is the best way to visually represent this character who is important in the books. And like you get a vibe from in the books, 
but it's so much better looking in the TV show. Like, this is the way that this mm-hmm. character is supposed to look. And then you get to Alec, who is, like, 6'7". Um, <laughs> like a lumberjack. He is, he is, and he's, like, he's huge, and he's clearly very good looking, but he's also very, like, awkward. Mm-hmm. And the way that they portray him in the show is so much better, because in the book, he's very meek, and he's a little bit weak. And, and he's, he's a super asshole in the yeah. book. I yeah. don't know if you remember. He was always like, no. Yeah, because, and, like, you don't Fuck understand. Clary. A wet blanket. He was a wet blanket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they don't show him in any, like, they don't show why he's a good leader or anything special about him. He's just, like, and then he's, again, he's supposed to be this big main gay character, but his character is poor. But then they put him in the show, and he's awesome. He's still a wet blanket, but it's because he's, like, by the rules. He believes that what they do is dangerous. You need to be, you should do it a certain kind of way. And the, like, little journey of him and Magnus is adorable. And I remember I had got to the scene where I was finally into the show, and I realized I didn't remember anything from the scenes previous. So I had to watch it again. And I finally saw the scene where, like, they first interact with each other, and I was like, oh, oh, I'm in for life. I am here. I am done. We have seen it. It's like being like 13 years old again and watching card captors or whatever. You're like, excellent, done. Ship it. Mark checked off. Um, and so even now, going into season two, the show is still not or good. Or part B. Part as B. As they like to part say. B. Is it still only on season two? Part B. Uh, it's Yes, but season two is over. Season three, should, uh, part C uh, should be starting okay. soon. Wow, it's been a long time. I feel like it had more seasons. No, but uh, they were oh, both... stars. Because stars stopped playing it, and then they put it on Netflix. Exactly, and then it was Freeform. broken. Freeform. For, Freeform, right. Actually, Freeform, it's one of their highest rated shows. It, so it's still on TV? Yeah, it is. It only When it's on Netflix, it airs weekly. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's super, super good. Not super, super good. It's super, super enjoyable. It is 100% enjoyable. So I don't think I've made it past episode three, so I gotta keep going. Yeah. You watched it too? I've only watched the first six episodes, I want to say, and I I had to drop it. I couldn't do it. If you get to six and you have to drop it, you have to drop it. That's fine. I think at three, you could probably still keep going, because at three, have they met each other yet? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. That they're like hold hands in a circle. It was, there the was like, there was, I remember a specific scene where I was like, I fucking can't do this anymore. That's, like, there are so many scenes like that. So I get it. <laughs> it's, it's not good. It's, and season two is not better. <laughs> but it just, it continues to be what it is. Also, at this point, I am there for their love. I'm there for, I'm there for their mom. I'm there for Izzy and Clary's friend, friendship. And I'm there for their just, like, continued growth into happiness. They said I love you to each other. They had sex for the first time. It was not always portrayed properly. But I think the show tries harder to be better. Oh, my oh, rating universe for this whole... Okay, this in, is hard. You have to take into account this the hard. movie. And, and to be fair, so I, like, I say this with such a loving reverence because I don't think the show... Like, I don't think the show is good. I just find I can get lost in it very easily. This is so dumb and stupid. And I fucking love some of these people. So I think I have to give the entire universe, taking books, movies, and TV shows into consideration, like five. Wow, I was gonna say six. No, 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 like a solid five. Angel magic that doesn't make any sense. Out of tie. Out of ten, much more interesting universes around downworlders and wizards. Warlocks. I think they're warlocks in the series. Warlocks. Warlocks. The downworlder politics, they get into that a little bit more in the show. I won't say they do it right either, but they focus on it way more in the show. There's like a little entire episode about like downworlder politics Mm -hmm. and how it's like very obviously coded racism. And it's so good. They They do do, do get into it into the later books though. The downworlder stuff takes a a front. 
Oh, it's, it's, it was really nice. It's been really well on the show. They're trying. I appreciate so hard that the show is just legitimately trying. I don't know if it's actually trying. The show, yeah. No, the show legitimately mm. is. In what way do you think the show is? It needs, to, it needs to try harder <laughs> to no. make me interested. I, no, no, here's, okay. No, we're not talking about quality. They're not trying in that range. They've completely been like, plot, well, whatever. Um, in terms of the characters and the conversations it's trying to have, it's trying. It very much is. It made a conscious decision to change the way some of those characters are portrayed, and they've done it well. I don't know. I hate all the characters. I love them in the show. I'd give it a second shot. I, I, I mean, the only this. one I ever liked in the books and the TV show were Magnus, and that was it. But that's yeah. because... No, in the book, he's the only one that's interesting. It was the only reason I went back and fucking bought that Magnus Bane book, because I was like, I want these short stories. He's the best. He's the most... He's got, like, what, 400 years of living, and he's lived all over the world, and, like, mm-hmm. what a great character to focus on, but instead the books are all about this boring fucking I have girl. to be honest, though. I think I liked him more because I thought he was a lot like Howl from Howl's Moving Castle. I had never read Howl's Moving Castle. He's just as weird. Yeah. Well, and in the show... He's fully fleshed out, just even more so than he is. There's more acknowledgement. It's less creepy that he's 400 years old and his boyfriend is like 22. Because in the book, he's like 17. That's too young. Oh, yeah. 18. Oh, yeah. He's 18. I always forget how young they are in the books. And then I'm like, why did you do this? Yeah. There is, ain't nobody getting into a fucking club at 16. Yeah, New York, too, for Christ's sake. No, I, the, for all the credit in the world that the show doesn't deserve for its quality, for the conversation that's legitimately attempting to, like, it's acknowledging that it's trying to do properly, I give them credit for that. They don't always do it right, but they're working on it. All right. That's it. I guess that's it. We hit every 1800s, 1900s, 2000s. Did we? What? Look at that. Shit. We're a journey through the centuries. Amazing. Look at us. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you. If you want to hit us up about any of the universes, can you please contribute to this Cassandra Clare conversation? Because I want you to, and that's wrong. Um, and also about Hannibal. We should talk about Hannibal and stuff I'm like wrong that, about too. about what? I wasn't arguing anything. Mm, no, you got a little in there. You're like, I don't know if they're trying. That's incorrect. You should absolutely at us about that why you show like is it. not trying. If you are in the Tumblr tag and you are one of those people who is pro, show, anti-book, or vice versa, I want to hear about it. I want to know. It's at EatsCast. Or anti all of them. That's all. You know what? That's a fair. You're allowed to be anti all of them. That is fair. Live your best life, to be honest. If you guys have any suggestions for topics we can talk about, I would love to hear them. I know we're not really running out right now. We really aren't. Yeah, we've got a lot of topics to cover, but I can always do with more. I like hearing more about topics that you think would be interesting or even suggestions for little sneaky snacks. Did you enjoy this format where we only talked about one thing? At one time. (laughs) Should we change how we talk? Let us know. Steph, by the way, not really into the whole three things per episode. It's a lot sometimes. Sometimes I don't have anything. Yeah, we've noticed. I just can't help it. Shout out, because we're going to start doing the shout outs to followers in full episodes, to someone who left a comment on our iTunes, Ixia Flower? Ixia Flower? How would you say that? Ixia? Ixia Flower? Ixia Flower? Who thought you we made were my su- day. You thought we were super funny, and I'm like, oh, what a sweetie. I don't even, I think maybe we do know you, maybe we don't. Who knows in this world of ours, but you're lovely. I think I know who it is. Wow, rude. If it's if that's you. Comment again. <laughs> also, send a text to Nat. She wants to know your identity. <laughs> <laughs> It's a co-op. A co-op. <laughs> it's a co-op. 
We're going crazy. We're losing our minds. It's the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it every time. We'll see you. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate it. We'll hit you up next time. We have an episode in two weeks. Uh, Happy binging. Bye. Bye. What's your dolphin suit? Ah. Echo location. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. How is your mouth making that sound? You have to roll your tongue. No, your tongue doesn't unroll. It's rolled. And then you like suck it. Yeah, I can't do that. (laughs) My tongue.